0: This is a radio.com original. The people who would have classic cars on the show and I always I always came up with two. One would be Bo, Cheyenne's husband b- husband and yeah. the other one would be Marcus who is the stockroom guy who just seems like a car dude and he's got like some car out in the back like an old Chevy Malibu or something like that ready to go.
1: Marcus seems like the guy who would have the car on the weekend plans. It's just hiked up, uh, you know, working on the cars on the weekend. Yeah, a real car guy, real aficionado, probably not knowing what he's doing too much.
0: <laughs> Welcome to a brand new Talking About Cars podcast where everybody has a car story. And we've got a great guest for you coming up here. I'm Randy Cardoon, who has a very small, and yet I'm not self-conscious about this, yes, a very small IMDb page. Really? Well, it's smaller than most. I mean, most oh. of the people that you have there. And it's not genetic, either. It's no. just something you have to build and work on over the years. Do you have okay. an IMDb page? I didn't even I want I do, it. yeah. How big is yours? I don't We're know. We're comparing it's, size, by the way, right off well, the show. I know
2: your bumper sticker is bigger than mine, but that's. Well, yeah. that's
0: true. Yeah. That's but,
2: other uh, things, you yeah. Know, my, it's pretty good. Anna used to keep it updated. So whenever we do a uh, episode of Gas, she would add to it. Great. And, uh, yeah. So we so Yours is bigger, bigger than, stuff, than mine. Possibly, yeah. Oh, God.
0: All right. Well, I make up. Now like, I'm starting see, to get self conscious again.
2: I'm vertically challenged compared to you, so I have to make it up someplace. Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes, you are. And with that, let's move on to our quick topic of the day. The quick topic of the day as we get ready. uh, By the way, did I mention I'm Randy Cardoon? I did. That there is Hot Rod Bob Beck, the man, the legend, who's joining us today from his uh, studio that has catering on the second floor. That's right. We do. Unbelievable. I got to get catering. And uh, we're visiting a guy you've likely seen before. We'll tell you about him in a minute. But real quick, this is kind of getting crazy here, COVID-wise, here in Southern California. Uh, I live in Los Angeles County in the West San Fernando Valley. And uh, there's all sorts of COVID restrictions and all this other stuff for people who live in the Bay Area. The uh, Santa Clara County people are not allowing, you know, it's one thing, you can't go to a game. I get that. I think a lot of people get that. There, they're not even letting the teams play. Oh. 49ers are going to have to play their next two home games in Arizona, the home of the Arizona Cardinals. That's the big mm-hmm. story of the day. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. And, and something else came up. You know, Bob and I, since we don't get out and do our thing as much as we used to and go to car shows, I noticed that you've been going to a show that has a lot of people there. Yes. Tell us a little bit about
2: that, real quick. Well, we went to Malibu this weekend, and the it's it's an informal show. It's not called a show; it's just people just tend to show up at the shopping center, and we probably had two to three hundred cars, and the people along with it, as well as spectators coming in. Now they were respectful, and there's very few, if any, that did not have a mask on. But mm-hmm. the gathering is pretty good. Uh, we had all people from all all walks of life, whether they were driving a, a small economy car, to Rolls Royces, Ferraris, and, sure. and so forth. So these people are not as, I guess, mentally affected or worried about the pandemic going on, or and, it's and, their form of protest.
0: And I, uh, well, that could be, and that's, that's an interesting point. I, you know, we, Malibu is a ways really from places like Huntington Beach They're complaining yeah. all the time. But it's interesting to see how many people will go, and then there are others like me, and I'll, I'll admit it, I just will wait. I'm gonna wait it out. But, yeah. and, and it's not to say um, really who's in the right or who's in the wrong here. I'm kind of curious, and we'd like to hear from you guys who are watching the show and listening to the show, are you a person that would go to a car show, or are you just kind of waiting for everything to mellow out uh and let us know you can reach us uh on our social media talking about cars you could uh email me at uh, talkingaboutcars@gmail.com. at gmail.com i'm interested in hearing what you have to say and we'll talk about it uh, in future shows because i'm frankly anxious to get back and do some car stuff but personally i'm kind of waiting until this thing mellows out i may be waiting until 2022 but let's just The car isn't going anywhere. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, at the beginning of this, we were both active in the car cruises.
2: Right. Uh, Around April, May, we started backing off and I really haven't gone to much. I've Mm -hmm. gone to the one in Malibu a couple of times now. We've, they have not been as busy as they are now, but for some reason, the last couple of months they have really packed the cars in as a matter of fact this one ended with the sheriff's department pulling in blocking the entrance and telling everyone to leave
1: nice. but we'd already been there for two and a half
2: hours so yeah you know what are you going to do it's at this point in time the numbers are, are, are vastly different too mm-hmm. from where you live and where i am as far as the infection rate the
0: mortality rate the people being hospitalized. It's like two different worlds. Where you live is where people who, where I live, go on weekends and hang out. Right. That's basically it. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but
2: we're we're looking at the numbers and the numbers here are not even a quarter of what they are in the LA area. We're not seeing the same type of uh, rates of infection or hospitalizations. We're nowhere near what you're experiencing. So I think that's lending itself to people being a little bit more apt to go out.
0: We're going to put up a poll here uh, on social media this week as soon as this podcast goes up on Radio.com. And, of course, we may do it again when it goes up a couple weeks later on YouTube. So look out for that. All right, let's get to our guest. He's standing by. We're visiting with a guy. You know, we always say that everybody has a car story, even if they aren't car people. Yeah. We're going to be visiting with a guy you've seen before. Uh, in fact, I just saw him on um, Single Parents, a show on ABC, a show I kind of like, but I haven't heard if it's coming back. Maybe he knows. You all know him as Elias on Superstore. Let's bring him on, the man of few words, because they don't script any for him. Yes, <laughs> there he is, Danny Gura, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the one, the only Danny Gura. Thanks for joining us, buddy.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Big fan. How are you guys today?
0: No, we're, we're good. good. We're a big fan of you, obviously, and and it's it's been fun watching the way they've treated you on uh, Superstore. Of course, uh, some real quick background on you. I guess you've been you've been an actor for what? You, according to your IMDb page, which of course we live on religiously because we know it's true because it's on the internet. Of course, is uh, you've been doing this kind of things since you were six.
1: Yeah, I uh, started out doing commercials in uh, Orlando, Florida when I was six years old, and. Uh, luckily I, I came up right around the same time nickelodeon studios started there time uh, at universal and, uh, and the same time that disney brought a lot of their work down uh, as well so I, I got very fortunate being about 10 12 years old but i had a nice little street there working for nickelodeon and for disney for a long time down there very good so what was one of the shows we'd remember you on well i worked on a show uh if you remember it's a, it'll be a classic show and i was on abc for two years uh at nickelodeon a shared show it's called hi honey i'm home And it was about a 1950s TV family uh, whose show gets canceled or they're pulled from syndication, So they have to go live in the 1990s, the real world 90s. And it was all about the adjustment period that they had to make. It was on TGIF. But the the great part about the show was each week we featured a different guest star from an old 1950s TV show, like Gil Gordon or Barbara Billingsley. Each week we had a different guest star who were playing their same character. So, uh, you know, Barbara Billingsley was playing Beaver's mom on our show again. It was really, really cool and really fun and very unique.
0: Oh wow! Well, so was Barbara Billingsley the uh, probably the most
1: memorable of those people that you uh, look back on. We I I loved Barbara Billingsley just because I mean, growing up watching *Leave It to Beaver*, she was always the sweetest one to us. Gil Gordon, who played Lucy's boss in the Lucy show, was. Just a joy to work with. I mean, these people were nice. We had um, Grandpa Munster was on our show. Oh, uh, Al <laughs> Lewis. Al Lewis, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know, Gilbert Pyle was on our show. Uh, <laughs> was on an episode. So all, all these great, famous people from old, you know, old Nick at Night Days. Oh, I mean, wow. And, and for some of them, sadly, it turned out to be their last appearance on TV in a lot of respects.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So, so, what you're saying, so what you're saying, if I understand
0: you correctly, is people who appeared on that show, their careers were never the same? Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: I would say their life was never the same. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I
0: <laughs> okay. just want to make sure. It was
1: a life-changing experience for a few of them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. They say yeah. you want on top. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And of course,
0: you've moved on and, and done a lot of things. Uh, of course, Superstore started. And and the one thing about Superstore I always thought was interesting is you didn't say anything for how long on that show?
1: Uh, I, You know, I wasn't supposed to say anything, actually. Um, I was brought on as an additional character, as a background player, um, originally from the very first episode. Um, from the, the, the very beginning of the show. This is now our, we're in our sixth season now. We just... We just celebrated our 100th episode. So, um, this is now. And I was just supposed to be like a minor character in the background, but um, listen, I, I look at me. I can't be a minor anything in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, the producers caught on to that. And by the end of the first season, I'd actually been bumped up into a, into a recurring uh, guest star, recurring co star there. So, uh, then I was given lines and given a little. My character of Elias was given. Some background, some history. I'm involved in a thruple. I'm the brother-in-law of the manager of the store. Uh, I'm. A, I like to sleep a lot during the day, so they get some things right. Uh, some things are very <laughs> natural.
2: So <laughs> you're typecast, is what you're saying? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. It just it just comes very naturally to me. They say, uh, "Hey, Danny, can you act like you're asleep with this in uh, this scene?" And I say, "Act like it." <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wake me <laughs> up when you're there. ready. Huh. I can to my
0: character. What, what do they call that in acting? They call that That's a... Method. Motiva- what is it? Method. method. Method actor, yes. Yeah,
1: method acting, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Tootsie there, uh, he can dress up as a dress and a dress to, to play Tootsie all that he wants. I can fall asleep on set if I want to. That's right.
0: You there go you? to that guy that has the sleep store nearby and you go to his method acting school. Yeah, just yeah. lay down on yeah. there and it will be great. Go no, sleep on cue. Here you go. Boom. <laughs> That's fun. No, I'm glad you're having a good time with that. And uh, in, in, I will explain right now that Dan and I actually met. Uh, you actually worked as an editor at Canx Radio for years, where I still work. And it, it was an interesting experience because I didn't know you were an actor before. You know, it's funny, you see people, but you don't put two and two together. And so when I heard you were going on and, and being an actor on a TV show, and you've been doing this, I thought, Oh yeah, yeah. That's and then yes, and then I just you know, so you were an
1: editor in news. How huh? it was it was, it, was, it was really a whole other world. It's, it's another it's it's two separate chapters of my life that I'm both proud of. I actually, yes, have a degree in journalism. You thought I was faking it when I was. You thought I was acting when I was acting as an editor. <laughs> I actually had uh, credentials back then. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I have I have a degree in journalism. Um, I'm one of those kids where uh, my my parents are not showbiz parents. So when I graduated high school, still acting, my dad said, "Hey, congratulations! That was great. Go get a real job." Yeah. So <laughs> like, yeah. I can't believe him for that. It's true, you know. Uh, so I, I went off to college. So I got myself a good journalism degree. I had a good four-year school. I uh, spent some time working my way up through the system, like everyone else does, working in Orlando, Tampa, everywhere else. Worked in New York uh, for ABC News Radio for uh, about six years before making myself uh, over to. Uh, to KMX there for for the following years as well. So yeah. It
2: said Did you, you go ahead, Bob? Did you graduate college at sixteen? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. I am only I'm only sixteen now. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. Let's get into the car thing because we we do talk a little bit about cars here. Because the, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of
1: those.
0: Oh, his name talking about cars. Cars. <laughs> uh, so. Let's talk about it. I mean, we always ask people at the beginning, what kind of cars were in the home when they grew up? What do you remember the folks driving? What do
1: you remember? My dad was a big Ford guy. Uh, he, he loved the Taurus. And every year, we'd have a we'd have a new Taurus. So the, 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 every couple of years, we, we'd get the latest Taurus. So uh, I grew up a Taurus guy. My mom was a Mercury, was just I, had the competitor of the Taurus there, the, the Mercury Sable at the time. <laughs> So you I, uh, actually had a, a Taurus and a Sable at the same time. I know, is not that weird? They wore, they went to war with each other in the garage. It was very, it was a very uh, awkward situation for the two cars. Yeah.
2: Did you yeah. at least have different colors?
1: Yes, one was blue and one was white. Yeah. Okay. Myself, uh, I I had always dreamed, and I, I I still to this day I don't care. I wanted a Ford Probe growing up. The Probe, <laughs> the Probe okay. was my. When you're 16 years old in the '90s, man, those lights that flip up yeah. and everything, and the, the door handles on the side. That's the coolest thing in the world, man. That's, that's a great-looking car. I learned later on what a you know, bucket it was. But uh, <laughs> it looked like a great car when you're 16 and don't know any better. Uh, instead, my, my first car, I came home. And I remember my father got me my car, my first car. He said, come home. Come home from school. I was in college at the time. I, home. I finally got you a car. I said, Let's give you a probe. It's gonna be a probe. I just know he's gonna give me a probe. I came home and there's a the Chevy Cavalier, a 1996 Chevy Cavalier, <laughs> just waiting wah, for me. Wah, wah, wah.
2: From a Ford family to a Chevrolet. What? How you did know, that happen? How, How
1: did that happen? There's price tag loyalty more than there is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the parents get to get them themselves the Ford quad cars. My, me, it's the price tag. It's the price tag. I year.
0: see. Okay. Yeah. Well, I kind of get that. I kind of get that. Yeah. I mean, it got got you your know, focus at least.
1: <laughs> well, the focus was too compact. It was a little compact car. At least, at least I could break the engine of my uh, of my Chevy pretty easily. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So obviously, I did have the Mercury Tracer. Do you remember the Mercury Tracer? Yep. I yeah. I had the Mercury Tracer with a gigantic front bumper. That's the only thing I remember about that car. It was a little compact car with a gigantic front bumper. Obvious thing you've ever seen, but again,
0: very affordable. What was the what was the Ford version of that, Bob? The Mercury Tracer. I, I'm, yeah. I'm visualizing it, but I can't remember it.
2: I don't even remember if Ford had their version of it. It could have been like the Probe, where
0: it that was specific a, yeah. to, uh,
2: specific to that uh, brand.
0: Yeah, as Jay Leno said, why would a woman want to get a Probe? I don't understand that. That's just like <laughs> notice. Notice, I'm not taking credit for that no. joke. But no. no, no, no. Yeah, we have it's a friend prob- that actually races one of those.
1: The problem right. a short lifespan, though, right? I mean, what did they only yep. lasted about a decade or so. What, what well, it was
2: supposed that? to come out as a replacement for the Mustang, right? And uh, Ford saw the error of their ways and quickly disbanded that and came out with a, a newer Mustang.
1: You, you know, you it just showed. What's that? You can't replace a Mustang. How do you? No,
2: a well, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. So they 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 finally got smart.
0: Well, from the just... same guys
1: who brought you new Coke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, exactly, and, yeah. And marketing, being what it is, uh, Ford was probably one of the more interesting co- companies when it came to things like naming something. I mean, they'd always come in, okay, they have the Probe, and and yeah, jokes aside, that's an interesting way to name a car. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, they started with the Pinto, which means something else in other countries. Yeah. So, I mean, you you've really got to watch when you name a car what it really means. Somebody asked what the Camaro was, and it basically didn't mean anything. It just sounded good. Well they said in the press release in the press
2: conference when they introduced the Camaro, when they were asked what does Camaro mean? They said it's Mustang Eater. Mustang (laughs) Eater. Yeah. So I mean it
0: actually was in in reality, but no one thought of it that way. So Mercury Tracer. You had a Mercury
1: Tracer. I had the Mercury Tracer and I yeah and then and then because I, I didn't like to punish myself enough. My main <laughs> car that I had for many, many years was my Saturn SL2. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: at least, like, if it gets bumped on the side, it won't crease. You to get <laughs> no, all but these it marks. At
1: me, right. When I drive it off a bridge, it'll float at least. Which is exactly.
0: A, yeah. Exactly. So right. that wild it. car right. glue
2: would fix it. Yeah.
1: Look, I had that car in New York. Okay, And this is the reason I had it in New York. Because when you live in New York, the worst thing to have is a nicer car than the other person has. Yeah. in New York okay. you want to have the worst car. So this way because really because that it becomes it comes down to a, you know when you're battling for traffic and in no space who likes their car more. If the <laughs> other guy likes his car more than you <laughs> like yours, you're going to get that parking space or you're going to be able to get into that, that lane very easily. Yes. that's really what it comes down to. Uh, it comes to uh, what's the
0: one where you're going at each other at the same time. It's like chicken. yeah, you're playing chicken with right. you know, on New York streets.
1: Right. If yeah. so I'm oh, playing okay. chicken in a Saturn, I'm not losing much. I
0: mean, maybe <laughs> my life. But other than that... You, you bring up an interesting thing, Danny. And what is your most interesting experience? How long did you live in New York? Uh, about 10 years. Okay. What was your most interesting experience on the
1: roads of New York? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, the roads of New York...
0: And no I'm not talking experience. about... I'm not talking about out in the country i'm thinking manhattan-ish or something along those lines
1: well i'll tell you the things that come to my head right away being a floridian growing up in florida is the first time i'm driving in snow and just the feeling of the snow on the tires and just the feeling of of how i'm going to drive and then using the other guy's tire marks in front of you to kind of you know stay on, the, on that path in a sense there's that little dried out area that the other people who you know driven through the snow already you're kind of driving along that same path <laughs> you're going to scatter and then, just, and, then, and then, of course, I mean, you know, we talk about in California, traffic, traffic, traffic getting in and out of the, uh, of New York is, is, is crazy getting on and off the island. And just seeing all the different, you know, cars that would just line up for, to, 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 and all the different merge points just to get into the tunnel, you know, the, the, the different directions that would come for the Holland or Lincoln tunnels. Well, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was like watching like a Pac-Man uh, game play out.
2: <laughs> well, the worst part about that is the light at the end of the tunnel was New Jersey.
0: <laughs> Bob, have you ever been to New York under those circumstances? Have you had any I lived there? Okay. Well, I'm, you lived I'm, in New Jersey for a while. I
2: lived in New York too, but I also worked at Javits Center quite frequently. Ah. So you know we you know entrance to the Holland Tunnel was not too far from there. Mm-hmm. and it was just crazy. and sometimes we couldn't uh, get a hotel in New York, so we had to stay in New
1: Jersey right and of course the, my favorite days are marathon days where yeah. there are you know five different entrances on and off the island uh, in the world's busiest island and they shut them all down so people can go run around and everything and yeah. they're running around this little little island
0: so you're trapped and uh, no paranoia setting in there no not at, all. <laughs> not at all i'm on an island trapped with a bunch of runners i've got to say, tell you this story only because it when i was in new york i visited some friends on long island and I was coming home, and I I got on, I ended up making it on the subway, and then I had to catch a tax, let's see, let me think about this, I caught a bus, and then I was taking a bus, and they went into Grand Central Station, and while in Grand Central Station, parked behind another bus, the bus drivers got into a fight, so the bus drivers are fighting, and we're, we're sitting here looking at this like, Okay, does this mean I'm not going to make my plane now? And these guys are hitting each other. Finally, somebody from the bus crew comes in and says, bus line says, folks, we're going to pay for your uh, taxi cab. So why don't you get off? And that was nice. So we got out of the bus and, and got into a cab. And the guy was driving it along when the motor blew. The engine died. So we're at some part of Manhattan somewhere. And then somebody else flagged another taxi down and somehow made it to my flight and I thought, it's so entertaining. It is the Big Apple.
1: That's, that's a random Tuesday in New York, by the
0: way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is true. It is true. So
1: I used, I used I, to have the fear of um, my wife getting pregnant at the time. Well, being pregnant. She wasn't, thankfully. But getting pregnant in New York, i look at you. The last thing you want to do is, is go into labor in Manhattan and try to get an ambulance to try to go down Fifth Avenue with all the traffic. No one's getting yeah. out of the labor. People don't get out of the way for ambulances. On Fifth Avenue, you know, in New York City, they they, they yell at the ambulance, get out of the way, get out of the way. I was always afraid of, like, what happens when you go into labor? You know, you're sitting there at Macy's and you go into labor. What are you gonna do?
0: That's that's, I believe, called a sitcom. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I believe. Uh, Yeah, and and they shut down driving now on Times in Times Square. Right, that makes it even worse. That's right. That's
1: true. Yeah. Now that now they go around all that,
0: man. Oh, the joys of New York. At least yeah. you
1: couldn't go left in New Jersey. New Jersey has its fun parts where you can't turn left. Seriously. Yeah,
2: yeah or the right turns are are circle. You you've got a, a clover leaf. Yeah. Instead of making a right turn, you've got to turn or to make the left turn, you have to go right to come around. And yeah, it's it's I went back to where I used to live and the restaurant my mother used to work at was on Route forty six, and now that's a turnout.
0: Mm-hmm. It just, why?
1: Really? I know that area well, actually,
0: that uh, 46 area. Ah, okay. Well, okay. see, this is all about there cars it's and traffic great. and all sorts of interesting things.
1: Hey,
0: yeah. Talking about New York. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because uh, you brought that up, and of course, New York is known for, and New Jersey known for mm-hmm. all sorts of interesting traffic. You think L.A. has traffic? <laughs> no, not at all. All right.
1: No. L.A. Oh. second. You can complain yeah. about L.A. traffic. The thing you'll have to notice, and Randy, you'll as, as a sports guy, you should know this also, noticed maybe as a LA guy, I noticed the merge point. It's not the traffic that's bad in L.A. It just seems to be the merge point. There's so many different merge points in L.A. that that's where traffic backs up. I can go, I can drive on the 134 for quite a ways, you know, until I start to merge with the 170 or the 101 or somewhere, you know, and that's when I start to get backed up. Is that, is that what I notice?
0: Well, it's also a competition.
1: Who can get to the merge
0: point first? Now right. oh, we're back to chicken again, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I need my
1: Saturn back. <laughs> That's
0: it. So did you do traffic in town too, or did you just do, no?
1: No, we're in, uh, here or in New York. Either. No, no. I just did a. Uh... Is, is this one an actor,
0: by the way? Does this one uh, want to be an actor? Well, only when she wants something, when she needs something to. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, I wanna... Wanna be an
2: actor.
0: You, what do you want to be? Teacher. A teacher? A,
2: teacher
0: with a million kids. And you want to teach kids. acting?
1: She's too shy to be an actor. You can see she's very shy right now. Yeah, yeah so I, I, very, I uh,
0: was going to say something, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All anything right. she
1: wants. I told you anything she wants during the interview. Just as long as she's quiet and leaves me alone. You can see that works very yeah, well. That did work real well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm. I think this is a, uh, I think this is an audition matters. for a new sitcom for you, Dan.
1: Yeah. Uh, or or a judge. There's gonna be a judge show coming up soon. I think also. So oh, a judge. Show. <laughs> You're gonna be a judge. Yeah. Never. there'll be a judge in separating me from. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 all
0: right. Yeah. Judge Judy. That'll be fun. Welcome. To, all yeah, right. So
1: we'll bring back super Nanny is What we need to bring back. Ooh. <laughs> there you go.
0: go. Yeah absolutely all right so let's talk a little bit about the cars that you have what kind of car do you have in
1: your garage right now uh i'm i'm, I'm easy i've got a hyundai sonata 2011 hyundai sonata and a, a jeep cherokee uh that we have so that's nice yeah well, very dependable cars
0: you'd have you'd have you know fancier cars with they gave you more
1: lines i I'd, I'd be more than happy to have fancier cars i always wanted a nice corvette mm, wow well, okay. that's my dream is the uh, is the Corvette it's the 18 corvette remember the old the old face on the A-Team had that white Corvette with a yeah. red stripe along the line of the 80s. Uh, I love Corvettes. I fell in love with Corvettes. The, the design of the Corvette, is that's, that's the beauty for me.
0: Face from the A-Team, right? You, you, yeah. you, you weren't a big guy as far as the, uh, the van?
1: The van was always cool. But the van made no sense to me because it was for uh, for a spy group that they were supposed to be, they were supposed to be, you know, undercover and running from the law. They've got this giant, ugly red stripe along the whole side, the most obvious van that you've ever seen they're driving around in. So I was always more of just a fan of the the Corvette always got me. We
0: always talk about the Starsky and Hutch Torino. And that's one thing when they cast the car, when they put the car in, they actually have the car before as um, um, Paul Michael Glazer said when he was on the show some time back he said you know we get here and they show him the car and he's looking at the car and going wait a minute what why is this we're, we're going to be on stakeouts we're, we're supposed to be like not <laughs> yeah <you know, standing laughs> I mean, yeah exactly and here we are in this you know tomato big tomato with the stripe on it you know right uh, that's so TV is always fun in that mode, that's for sure. I
1: grew up, I lived in, I, I, in the 80s, I got the best cars. I got that, I got the Knight Rider car, I got, you know, Kit was was, was always so cool, and David Hasselhoff, the Knight Rider car, and the Dukes of Hazard, of course, so mm-hmm. you know, I had the best cars growing up. Okay, so when you say you had
0: them, did you actually buy them?
1: Well, I mean, the, the, the die-cast models of them, I would have Oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: i went wow you got no, a, we had a dodge charger
1: like that one <laughs> wow okay do you still have your die cast ones are they you know what I've, I've, handed, I've handed them down to my son who's not here right now but yeah he's got all my hot wheels and all my die cast cars
0: oh and boy
1: Reproductions of uh cars like that yeah that's love all
0: right that's- so if
2: you could have a car and corvette whatever the case may be would it be a corvette and what or, or Corvette. What?
1: Definitely, definitely a Corvette. I know. Mean, I mean, you know, everyone's Tesla this and, and I and you know I'm, I do that. I want the Corvette. I, that's all that I. That's all I've ever wanted is the Corvette. I, the, the design of a, of, the, of the Corvette is just so beautiful to me. I don't know much about anything else of it. Um, you know, they've driven around in them and they they roar, they purr. It's just a beautiful car.
0: You don't. You don't know the year by chance. What would that of the be? Core,
1: well, of, the, of well, that Corvette would be the eighties. But I'll take any Corvette. I'll take any. Yeah, any, I just. Any, yeah. When
0: did the A team come out? The, the, like, yeah, yeah, like a nineteen
1: eighty-three Corvette right? with the with the with the. Yeah, the A
2: team. Yeah, the A team would be a C three, a, a third generation model.
0: Yeah. Ah, okay. Exactly.
2: Yeah, that's good, right, Bob? Yeah. You're the Corvette guy. I'm the Corvette guy, yeah. No, I've got a yeah. C4 and a C5. So oh, yeah.
0: okay.
1: They finagled with the design a little bit, but I, I just remember the, the wave design, in a sense. Always, always yeah, it was the way.
2: Mako Shark,
0: uh, had mm-hmm. the big bulging front fenders, and right. the rear came back. Yeah. Everybody has a list, of course, and this is kind of adding to what we're talking about here, uh, of the car one day that you want that's on your list of cars I'm going to get someday. I'm imagining the Corvette's number one. Any idea what two or three is?
1: You know, I I had um, my friend had a Porsche Boxster that was uh, just a gorgeous little car to drive around in. and and uh, and I loved uh, I, I want, first off it's got to be convertible anything with a convertible is gonna you know just just captivates you I love the feeling of being outside now that I don't have any hair to mess up anymore it goes through <laughs> very easily so I you know I can have the hair in the wind very well um, so the Porsche was always nice and then probably you know, you know maybe a good Trans Am I always like the Trans Am was always a fun car a nice looking car i love the delorean uh, with the uh with the side doors I think The are yeah. hmm?
2: the gold huh. wing doors
1: yeah and i know some of the new cars some new teslas have those now too right
0: yeah on the big issue in, in yeah. the backs in the back in yeah back. in yeah. other words for the back doors they 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 are chopped which is interesting yeah. i always thought that was kind of an interesting thing yeah have you ever been inside one of those cars from back to the future
1: Yes, the DeLorean, I have been. Uh, one of those ones that, you know, I mean, one of the prop cars that they bring around a lot. But, yeah, I, I've seen them, how they, they redesign. They're not very comfortable. The, the seats are uh, rather buckety seats in there, aren't they?
0: Well, and they're they're interesting because it's a different kind of door. The window is not your typical roll down window. No. It's just a little right. thingy. It's um, like it
1: pops open like a school bus window almost, right? Like kind of, you know, yeah. It just, it just comes
2: down, but it's just a small little section of the window. Gabriel
0: Iglesias was uh, on the show and he said that basically he got in there and he, he felt very claustrophobic.
1: <laughs> it was like, I want one of these. Uh, now I'm inside one. I don't think I
0: want one of these anymore.
1: Yeah. I see the Porsche box is a dream car. I don't know if I'm going to get into one anytime soon. That's all I'm Oh, saying. okay. All right. I like that. I just like to have it out in the front yard somewhere. You know, put it on some cinder blocks and I feel great.
0: There you go. Yeah. So of all the cars you've had, uh is there any car you've had that you would like to get back if somebody was able to get you one of your old cars what would it be
1: Ooh, well that's a that's a good question too you know what i miss my dad's taurus my dad's i had I, when, when i was growing up he had the good old 80 i mean yeah, 80, uh, 1992 taurus or so one of the original models of the taurus it was a fun peppy car i mean there was a real you know you just I remember when I, that was one of the cars I, that I was first able to drive when I first got my license, and boy, it was that fun to, to, to floor! <laughs> I wonder, Don't was tell it? my a... dad I said that. Don't tell him I said that. But that no, was of course not. No no, yeah.
0: no, no, you no. never floored it, not a bit. No, not no, no, at all.
1: No, 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 no. I he... swept the floors. I, I kept it, like, like, kept like clean. I, I <laughs> cleaned out the floors. Yes,
0: yes. he didn't. He didn't uh, have an SHO, did he? The SHO tour. Yes. Off. Oh, we did. Okay.
1: Yes. All right, we no, have more explains respect. Explains putting it on the floor.
0: Yeah. We have more respect for you now. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I thought it was just there, yeah. a Taurus. He's
1: more Taurus. No, 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 no. No, he had the, he had the, the, the motor. that were both the motor and the Reveille, yeah.
0: That was the one with the Mustang engine, right, Bob? No, it had the uh,
2: Yamaha motor. It's a dual Yamaha overhead. motor? Yeah, dual overhead cam V6. Huh.
1: See, so when I grew up, again, again with, with the probe coming in, I, never, I remember when they – uh, they were actually get rid of the Mustang for several years. Is that what I remember? And then bring it back. Or no, they were hand? going. They <laughs> were
2: going to, but they didn't. The Probe came out. They came out with the Mustang 2. and then the '79 mm. Mustang came out, and it was a rear drive configuration to keep up with the, what the Mustang was. The marketing mm. part, department wanted the Probe because they figured oh, that's the modern day Mustang. The problem was, no one who's buying a Mustang wanted modern day. They wanted real
1: you've got the name recognition and, and, and so much history in the mustang and, and brand recognition of the mustang why yep. would you yeah why would you want to throw that all away
2: who you have the uh the the millennials becoming part of the marketing department and don't know the history
1: well and, and also also
0: didn't they it had to do with really looking back at the past because so many people really liked the mustang the way it that was designed early and everybody liked the old style and to this day really they're bringing it back in one form or another
2: yeah if you look at the current mustang it's very retro in design it looks like a, an early 70 late 60s mustang just improved and updated mm-hmm.
1: what is so what they, is the ford pride car then i mean like, what is the ford pride car at this point
2: they're they're, leading, they're the, the 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 show attraction or the attraction car that brings them in yeah, yeah. It's the mustang yeah. But you've got variations of the Mustang. You've got the Shelby versions. You've got the they brought back some special edition Mustangs. But it is still the uh, the halo vehicle that brings people into the showroom. Of course, now against what we're talking about, they're bringing out the Mustang E Edition or the E Mustang, which is basically an SUV that runs on electricity.
0: Which is kind wow. of strange if you think about it, because I mean, if Chevy suddenly showed up with the Camaro SUV, <laughs> yeah.
2: what, what would that be like? I mean, yeah. uh, And Ford's defending it and they're coming out with it and then they're not changing the name. They're not taking any consumer input on it. Uh, but GM's done the same thing in the past. Uh, when I was involved with them, they were going to bring back the El Camino, but as a
0: Pontiac. Well, that's because it was being built in Australia. Right. And, and they had it anyway, and, and they were young, and they didn't know the background of the L. No. You
2: know? Again,
0: it's the, the marketing people <laughs> are young and enthusiastic
2: and have no clue of history.
1: Uh-huh. Let me ask you this, as you mentioned GM. Where did Saturn go wrong? I remember when I was growing up, also, the Saturn with the picnics in Tennessee and the- and Saturn the- didn't go wrong. Corporate yeah. management
2: went wrong. Saturn was a standalone company that was part of General Motors, but didn't utilize any General Motors parts or accessories, and GM, in the reorgan, in their infinite wisdom, decided we can make more money by bringing it into the fold and screwing it up, and they did, uh, and that was that was it. Uh, now Saturn was supposed to live on, and Penske was supposed to buy it during the reorganization. Mm. They made it so difficult that they it, the deal fell through. Same thing with Saab and Isuzu, which were also part of General Motors, and were pretty good names and had a good uh, profit margin. But GM got rid of those. And some people say it was because with selling them, they wouldn't have needed the buyout money. Kind of like Ford selling off Jaguar and Mazda. Ford didn't take any reorganization money. Right. But if GM had sold Isuzu, like they were supposed to do, sold Saturn to Penske, which would have kept all the Saturn plants open, uh, they wouldn't have needed the, the money and Saab. But instead, they killed the brands.
1: When Saturns came on, though, the, the the whole the concept of the family and let's have yep. our picnics and everything it was so light, it was so different than what you'd expect, or you know, from how you picture car companies. Could yep. you bring that back? Like, is is it just a dead brand at this point? I mean, can you can you bring something like that back?
2: You can bring it back, but the mentality of the auto industry doesn't accept it. It's kind of like the battle that's going on now with Tesla. Tesla is not a traditional automobile manufacturer. And there are some states that will not allow them in because they are fully owned. They own and operate every one of their dealerships. There are some states that actually have banned that. A manufacturer cannot own a dealership.
0: But that makes no sense.
2: I know. but it, I mean, unless
0: they're looking at monopoly kind of situation. That's part of what
2: they were looking at. But Indiana, for example, there are no Tesla dealers because they're factory owned. And in Indiana, they can't have a, from what I remember, uh, Indiana cannot have a factory owned dealership.
1: That's mm-hmm. why we have 17 of them over here on right. the corner. We, we make up. up for it. Yeah. Yeah, we make That's up it. For it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: and you can have a you can have a dealership in a mall where you can buy the vehicle, but it's delivered at a service facility. And Porsche tried that too, with having uh, their own. Uh, they had the dealers selling them, but the servicing was handled by them, or it was the other way around, where they handled the the selling, and the dealers got stuck with doing the service.
1: So who regulates that? Who? What's the thought behind that? Who? Who? Who's in State charge- consumer
2: affairs uh, groups. So you know the they control. There's there's a what's called the Sherman Act, which was a, uh, a federal act that determined and dis- uh, designed what dealerships and marketing is supposed to be. And it protects oh. the dealerships because at one point in time the manufacturers were trying to control dealers more, and they're independent businesses. So the Sherman Act was put in place, and it has some some barriers and some uh, regulations that the manufacturers have to follow.
0: I uh, hope you all are taking notes at home because we will have a test coming up when we take a break. Here we're talking to Danny Gura, actor, car guy on occasion, and he uh, he likes faces Corvette. He likes Corvettes. Yeah, he does. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about cars and all that fun stuff. Plus. We're going to ask him some questions about how cars might fit in with his cast members of Superstore. That's coming up as you're talking and listening to the talking about cars podcast on radio.com. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back with hot rod Bob Beck. I'm Randy Cardoon. This is the talking about cars podcast on radio.com. And we are talking to Dan Gura, the, uh, the guy that you cannot keep in the background of the TV show on NBC, Superstore, which is going into its sixth year. So, America uh, Ferrer is out, left on her own, I assume. Um, uh, you were also on another show, Single Parents. And on that show is a guy who's kind of a car guy in his own right, Brad Garrett. He always shows up on, I mean, he he's a car guy as well. I mean. Do you ever see what guys like that drive to work, or does he ever talk about cars
1: there? There's always a lot of talking on both shows. Yeah, there's always. First off, there's there's two types of talk on the shows. The one are the car guys, and there are car guys and a lot of behind the scenes guys. We've got um uh our, our, our on on Superstore. We've got a set designer uh, who is a racer, who races cars on the weekends. Who <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally. has a funny car. There's a whole racing team on the weekends. So we've got guys who really, you know, the muscle guys who really talk about. The types of cars and the nuts and bolts. And then you've got the front carrier, this, this the ensemble stars, if you will, who like to have their egos of who's got the biggest Tesla of the week and who's got the new Model T and who's got this and, and who can beat them in a helicopter and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of car talk, especially, you know, we, that's what you guys do. We, we sit around and we'll talk and we'll talk about the cars. And, like, you're right, Brad Garrett, big car guy himself. Um, I'm, I'm super stork. A lot of car guys, a lot of car fans there really? as well. Um, <laughs> definitely much different than what their characters were mentioning, what their characters would be driving. That's for sure.
0: Well, let's, let's ask that. And that's, you know, if you look at the characters from Superstore, Danny, I'm always in, you know, I was thinking who would be character wise, the people who would have classic cars on the show. And I always, I always came up with two. One would be Bo Cheyenne's husband, husband. And okay. the other one would be Marcus, who is the stockroom guy who just seems like a car dude. And he's got like some car out in the back, like an old Chevy Malibu or something like that, ready to go.
1: Marcus seems like the guy who would have the car on the weekend plans. just, just hiked up, uh, you know, working on the cars on the weekend. Yeah. A real car guy, real aficionado, probably not knowing what he's doing too much, uh, probably making <laughs> yeah. more things than him and the He's fixing at the time, but still he wear he wear the part very well. He's a warehouse worker on the show, uh, played by John Barinholtz, like uh, Barinholtz's brother from the Office, uh, from uh, from Mindy uh, Project. Um, funny guy, drop that funny guy. Uh, yeah, but, really yeah he he looks he looks that part of the guy who just he's good with a wrench, even though you have no idea what to do with it, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and there are others that let's say are not, but uh, for example uh, Jonah and Feldman. He doesn't quite strike me as a car guy, is he in real life?
1: No, Ben's 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 not a car guy in real life either. He's uh, he's he's much too um, I don't say fancy. He's much too proper for that, I guess. So he's got a good car. He's got a, he's got his family car. He, look, he's a he's a father of two now. Actually, oh. He's got he's got a nice, dependable family car that he drives to work, and and you know is not splashy at all, or or show off at all about it whatsoever. And his character is the same way. His character is uh, went to business school, dropped out of business school, but is a real Fancy and proper and 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 well-educated and well-meaning person, you know, he'd probably, what are we driving a Saab or, a, you know, would be nice, to, yeah. maybe a BMW, a regular BMW, just, just something nice around the block that you know he'd go for.
0: Now, for those people who have watched the show, Bob is going to watch back episodes just so, okay. you know, we're up on this. Uh, basically, uh, for example, I've seen a few of them have cars like um, Mark McKinney who plays Glenn. Mm-hmm. the manager again uh he drives around in a in an suv because he's kind of a
1: he's you know he's a he's a he's a he's a preacher person he's he's a he's a, he's a good old good old fashioned guy you know just a good american man he, mm-hmm. our show takes place in st louis so we really are the midwest you know and he is as midwestern as they'll come and, and, and he's a family man and 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 he'll adopt he has a big adoption of kids so a lot of kids that he's adopted so, yeah, they'll have that SUV um, and just very plain and very, very honored to have it.
0: And I think the only uh, other car that I remember that somebody showed, maybe, well, I believe Amy had, uh, maybe she had a Mercury Tracer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but <Poor> Amy, <laughs> that's why right.
1: when she left, she didn't get very far. Oh, yeah,
0: that's okay. true. <laughs> tried to ship that car out and it didn't work. <laughs> However, Lauren Ash, who plays Dina... Did have a pickup truck if I remember
1: right. Yeah, Lauren's got her pickup, and she's got the same pickup. And Lauren Ash's character of Dina is the the tough guy, uh, tough gal, if you will. No nonsense, no BS. Assistant manager who kind of keeps everyone else in check. <laughs> so, I see. <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, her car, her truck is very much her. A strong, uh, stable, no bit, no no BS. Here's what you get. Here's what I have. Truck. I don't remember anybody else
0: on that show having a vehicle that we saw. I don't know. Yeah, did, I don't really did...
1: show them off too much. It's really just a lot of, um, it's. it's it, you know, what? We, we work at a big box store. We work at a, a superstore, a cloud nine is the name of the store. You, you picture any kind of car that you see outside of a Target or a Walmart, and that's what we're going to have.
0: Uh, can you say who the, uh, who the car people are that might be in the group or any of the actors' car people in real uh,
1: life? Yeah, Colton. Colton Dunn he plays Garrett. Um, the character oh. in the wheelchair uh, is actually a very big car guy. Um, and he'll talk about it. He likes to talk about the cars and, and he keeps on track on top of them and and knows so much more about them and the specifications and everything. He really has a real appreciation for them. So it's fun to listen to Colton because other guys will come to Colton and say, Hey, what do you think about this car? What do you want this car? You know, <laughs> and he's kind of the guru on the set of all of that.
0: Colton, you want to be on the show? <laughs> yeah. Give us a yeah. Call. <laughs> <laughs> so who who's the racer?
1: The racer is uh, Trevor Larkin. Oh yeah, I know Trevor. You know Trevor.
2: I know, you know Trevor. Trevor. He's got a he's got a dragster. Yes. Um, his dad was a, a big racer in the early yes. '60s, and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, as a matter of fact, I met him a number of years ago when he was the transportation guy on the Snake and uh, mongoose movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: yeah.
1: He's, he he races almost every weekend, almost every other weekend. He's out yeah. somewhere racing.
2: He's driving a funny car for another team, but mm-hmm. yes, he drives the nostalgia uh, series. Oh. If you if you
0: see him give them my regards
1: I will absolutely I'll, I'll talk about uh, my next time I see them, which will be in a couple days I'll see him
0: yeah are they uh just for the hay of it single parents are they coming back
1: single parents is not coming back unfortunately yeah okay. I'm show I like I'm gonna that show
0: here. actually I don't
1: it was oh a well show. It was a I show. It. Yeah. yeah
0: that was a very good show so all right so you're basically going to be on Superstore for the conceivable run of the show which will be another 20 years and uh <laughs> And you'll finally be the lead of the show as other people drop off and they bring new people on. I can see this. This is eventually
1: the... they're going to get desperate enough to give me a storyline, right? Eventually they eventually <laughs> run out of ideas, so that's what happens. Nineteen years in, when everyone else is gone, and really it's just a one-man show at that point of me talking to the wall. <laughs> that'll be my time to shine. You'll be the everything, will be automated. Automated.
0: everything will be automated.
1: Everything yeah. will be automated. Yeah. I'll just do all the jobs. I'll just, I'll just do everything yeah. there is there.
0: Everything's
2: self-checkout. You know. You, you know. You need something off the top shelf? No problem. Go get the forklift
0: yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, man. Let's see. Have we forgotten anything? Let's see. Are there other questions? No, I think that's it. I think we got it. Any other good car stories you want to throw in as long as we got a couple minutes left?
1: Gee, I wish. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because I, I watch you and I know to you guys talk about the cars and everything. And I should like, play. You know, I remember uh, just taking the school buses around and having kids with the car and motor magazines and things on the school buses and reading all those magazines. And I, there is a real appreciation. I, I you see the Bob's Big Boy out there, the people who really, you know, I respect that a lot. The, the, the people who really get into this whole, you know, it's, it's more than just a hobby. It's more than an obsession. It's 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 a real lifestyle in a lot sense. I really respect a lot of that. I really. I I wish I could do that. I wish I I I had the knowledge of that.
0: All right, let me ask you a question because we brought this up at the start of the show. And that's, uh, I know you have kids and all this other stuff. So you've got other things occupying your mind and you're working, but uh, would you go to a car show now or would you wait until things calm down with uh, the pandemic?
1: I'd go to one now that took the precautions, that mandated masks, that, that, you know, really, you know, that took precautions and took the pandemic seriously and took the people who are attending the car show seriously. Okay, I, I have faith that that they can be done safely, hmm. but it has to be done safely.
2: Touche. All right. Yeah, so you're talking about Bob's big boy. So look exactly. at Friday nights.
0: Perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get those masks out and wear them. Yeah, All that's right, it. Up. That's it. Danny Guerra, thanks for joining us, buddy. And don't forget, everybody, remember to listen, like, and share our podcasts uh, to our radio.com and of course uh, our video podcasts on YouTube, on the two tired guys productions channel. And when you subscribe, you will be notified that a new show comes up and remember when you subscribe, it helps all of us. Doesn't it, Bob? It does.
2: It, it does. does. It really we can does. expand the show. Randy can get his own studio like I have. And it yeah.
0: Does. Yeah. We got to work on that. <laughs> I think somehow you got a hold of the budget person. I haven't talked yeah. to him. Hey, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And become a Two Tired Guys Talking About Cars patron on patreon.com. Get exclusive uh, interview clips like the one we're about to get with Dan. He doesn't know it yet, but we'll get one. And we'll also get access to Two Tired Guys Talking About Cars and even uh, your show, Bob. Yeah. Gas. Gas. G-A-A-S. That'll be, uh, you can get swag to that by becoming a patron. All right, until next time, I'm Randy, that's Bob, that's Danny, having fun talking about cars.
1: See you next time, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thanks, everyone.